Okay, you ready? We're starting the show now. It's time to grab the bull by the horns. I wish the audience could see my fist pumping with the was, little off time. But. It was aggressive, but fitting considering this is maybe we'll actually pick up that opening sound. Uh, this is our 50th show. I know 50. We're both drinking Labatt 50. No, we're not. We should have done that, but Labatt 50 is trash. Maybe for show 60 because 50 is the new 40. It doesn't really work as well in this scenario. We'll drink but... 50 for show 60 because 50. Anyway, uh, this is beer and bullshit. If you're just joining us, you've missed 49 episodes. What the fuck is wrong with you? But also, thank you for checking us out. We have got uh, some new listeners thanks to a promotion that runs 25 times a week on the radio. Have you heard it? I haven't, I haven't heard it yet. I haven't heard it yet either. Uh, this is Beer and Bullshit, a podcast about beer and bullshit. We uh, usually have a guest, but we're going to dig in to some listener mail, listener DMs, and uh, get the, you the, the feedback you've all been craving. I'm Ben Johnson. I'm the host of the show. My, uh, what did I say last time that you liked? Almost always here. <laughs> something Almost or... full time. You're pretty full time at this point. It's Chris Pellerin, my co-host. Cheers, Chris. Cheers, Ben. 50 shows. Wow. How about that? 50 shows. And we're pouring uh we're pouring from the can tonight. Uh I'm not happy about my draft situation. I guess you're calling me almost full time. I wonder how many of the 50 shows I've actually been on. Definitely be north of 30. Probably less than 40. <clears throat> well, I've heard from some folks that are uh new to the show and working their way through the the back catalog and enjoying it so they would be able to tell you how many you're on but uh it's interesting i'm getting notes about like shows from literally like two and a half years ago people like this one was hilarious i'm like oh yeah kind of forgot about all that yep yeah i don't remember what we did last week (laughs) yeah that's right well last week we were drinking draft and we've been drinking draft pretty regularly but it's hot and uh if anyone is out there actually our buddy uh our buddy Mark Waring bought a draft kegerator. Ooh. So he was messaging me for some tips. If you are buying a kegerator and you're going to keep it somewhere warm, here's a tip. Cool your tower. This is something I don't do, and, and I lose about almost a full beer of foam on every pour because my tower is hot. So the beer that's been sitting there comes out pure foam. Though today I purchased a tower cooler. Ooh. It's 50 bucks, but I think it was worth it. So it's basically just a tube that's going to pump air from the fridge into the tower. The tower remains cool, and I won't lose like a full glass, like 12 ounces of beer. Well, 12 ounces of foam every pour. Every pour? First pour, like when I first come out for the day to have a beer. Does the temperature change that significant over that last, what is it, 14 inches? Enough for your beer to foam up, I guess. Well, how about that? Just like the show last week, I'm, I'm learning something every single time there I run. Go. That's what we hope to do, educate and entertain. Uh, how was your week? We're going to see each other a lot this week, but this is the kickoff. We've got slow pitch tomorrow, a birthday party on Friday. Like We're in it again. We're going to hear all the same stories we tell tonight for the next two days. Uh, I'm going to skip slow pitch, so don't tell me what happens until Friday. Okay. We're going to win. That's what's going to happen because we are on a hot streak. Shout out to the long balls. Two games in a row. That's a streak, motherfucker. That is a streak and a only such streak of the season. Well, I mean, you don't have to say that part, but yeah, it's our longest streak. We could have just said we're on a hot streak. Uh, but yeah, how was your week? 
Good. It's busy. Long, long weekend was good. I, I'm sure I told you my my brother and my niece are back from China. I haven't seen my yeah. brother in four years and my 13-year-old niece in five years. Wow. So one of them has grown and changed and mature, and, and the other one less so. That makes sense. I'll leave it to you. Yeah. Has he uh, damaged your car any further since that first outing? No, and uh, he got it, he got it fixed up for uh, for free. So amazing! You did say that last time. Um, we have our we have our soundboard here, so I'm going to be trying to look for things that are appropriate to pop in because I miss our soundboard. Um, do people like the soundboard? I like it. Do you like it? I think it's fun. It's all right. I think that you have a hard time finding it in a in a quick way that actually suits what's going on. Be a drunk fuck. I mean, that, that one's always at the ready, and it's great. I mean, it doesn't really apply. We just cracked a beer. We're only having one sip each. Am I the drunk fuck? Or uh, yep. Okie dokie. <laughs> See, Mario Grace. Anyway, we're gonna get into it. We've got a, uh, we've got a lot of uh, messages. We've been uh, neglecting our inbox a bit. We got, a, we actually did have a couple messages that were like, I would buy merch because I asked people, would you buy merch? So now that uh, we have merch, I'm uh, remembering everyone that asked, and I'm going to watch for your order to come through. And if you didn't order merch, I'm going to say, what the fuck's up? You, you're not allowed to listen to this freely streaming. You said you'd buy a T-shirt. Multi-platform podcast. Yeah, we were, uh, we we're, I think this might be our last episode where we're not randomly dropping in uh, Southwestern Ontario advertisements. So enjoy it while you can. Next week, we are the podcast equivalent to i don't know only fans i don't know what that but we'll be we'll be hopefully mentioning some advertisers we were on the radio that was fun it's not only fans that wouldn't be the equivalent no that was a bad there's analogy. no paywall here but we're thinking about creating one where it's you just getting pictures of your feed <laughs> you get a permanently auto renewing membership for the rest of your life for only 40 bucks a month you seem to know a lot about only fans what? That's not an OnlyFans reference. No, is it? OnlyFans is each individual person that sets their own membership rates, Ben. I, uh, not to go on a porn tangent, but I don't understand why you would pay for pornography on the internet. Isn't that like the thing that's everywhere for free? But you what like if... really, really like this one model, so you invest in his. his ding, or... ding, ding. And I... these are the dream girls of incels everywhere. <laughs> anyway, uh, just a little, uh, public service announcement. Don't don't pay for pornography. Wait, maybe that's a bad message. A terrible message. You should pay people for what they're worth. But is paying for anyway? Who was it? There was there conflicting about? philosophies here. I don't think you should pay for pornography on the internet. But also, you should pay people for their work. So maybe uh, I need Ooh. to adapt my sex work is work. So maybe I should adapt my. Maybe maybe I, maybe I should start buying a lot of porn. I guess this is what I'm saying. Well, I mean, your wife doesn't listen to the podcast, so you never listened to one in full. I don't think so. It's fine. I would suggest there could be a Netflix password sharing type scenario that could work for OnlyFans. Well, then we'd have to agree on the model and everything. In 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 I, university, I'm not going to say another like porn site to get a premium thing. In cause... university, we had for some reason access to a browser's. Uh, a password. I believe it was Leon's buddy who went to Laurier. <laughs> right. We all had the same one. I mean, I never used it. Yeah. Glorious browsers. Anywho, internet pornography. Speaking of my wife and podcasting, <laughs> totally beautiful segue. Totally interesting segue. Uh, we are, I'm sure this is a common thing. Everyone is like, what the fuck are we going to watch? And then you argue about what to watch and you flip through Netflix or Apple or all the fucking streamers until it's time to go to bed. 
So I recently convinced my wife that we need to watch all of the Fast and the Furious movies because neither of us have, e- have even seen a minute of them. And so I, I think I might do a podcast that's like privately available where we just like we do 10 episodes and we just talk about our reaction to the Fast and the Furious. But like my wife is coming to it so new that like it was a, it was a shocker that uh, Paul Walker was a cop. She's like, wait, he's a cop. I'm like, How do you not know that? This has been around for like, what, 20 years now? The first one was 20, 20, oh, no, 2002. Anyway, he is Keanu Reeves from Point Break. That's his character. I mean, I think so. Yeah, it's really, really bad. Like, I, I mean, I'm 25 minutes into the first one and it is like aggressively bad. It's like the worst things about the 90s fashion. There's like Limp Biscuit on the soundtrack. It's like the douchiest douchey shit from 2002. I don't know if it gets better, but like it's so dumb. It's so dumb. Who was I seeing that was supposed to play the lead role and would have been very, very different for Vin Diesel's role? Oh, it's Timothy Oliphant. Oh, really? And I was listening to an interview and he's like, do you regret not that interview was asking, do you regret not taking the role of Dom? He's like, no, <laughs> oh, no, yeah. I don't. I love Timothy Oliphant. I would have been all over that. <laughs> or you would not love Timothy Oliphant yeah, as a result. A very different vibe for sure. He's done some weird stuff, but he settled into playing a marshal in every single thing. For- <laughs> That's right. I'm the law around here <laughs> with varying degrees of accent, depending on which decade. He was a marshal in Fargo. He's a marshal in uh, Mandalorian, obviously Deadwood, uh, Justified. It's a good marshal. When you find your niche, you stick with it. I'm with I'm with him. Uh, what are you drinking right now, Ben? I have cracked. I, so I, I uh, because we're not drinking draft, I just asked my wife and son to grab me something, some random beers from the grocery store. So uh, the first of which I've cracked is a steam whistle, which I am. I've always been a fan, as anyone who listens to the show will know. Uh, our first guest on the show was uh, the CEO and founder of Steam Whistle. And uh, this week, I'm cracking a keg of Steam Whistle. I've decided to add a second keg of Pilsner, and I, mainly because their their rep is a very nice guy. Shout out to Doug. And said if uh, if I ever ended up purchasing a keg of Steam Whistle, he'd take a look at my draft system. And I think uh, the Steam Whistle folks are fucking draft masters. So I'm excited to be having two local Pilsners pouring for the birthday party we're hosting here on Friday including a nice Czech Pilsner from uh, the good beer folks. This is not an ad. I legitimately enjoy Steam Whistle. <laughs> Maybe they could sponsor our show, though. That would be nice. Uh, what are you drinking? I have a, a Green Velvet IPA from Bellwoods, but uh, later I'll be drinking. Uh, I got some beers from Square Brew in Godrich over the weekend, and I'd never been there despite my frequent trips to Godrich, and they proved to be a godsend when I got a six-pack to try in the town square of godrich and then realized the liquor store was closed and then uh proceeded to drop all my money on two new square brew glasses a shirt that didn't fit my wife that is now mine nice and 24 more beers 24 <laughs> yep my dog approves oh i love having a dog so for the listeners at home i can maybe hear my dog he's run through my garage and uh now he's barking at a tennis ball that's on the other side of a gate that he could easily access if he ran back through the same garage. This has been Dog Updates on Beer and Bullshit. Come on, don't bullshit me. Okay, we're gonna get to uh we're gonna get to our listener mail here. Chris stood up to assist the dog, so I'll jump in. Um wait, this first one I have to read though, because it's about you. Is it? 
Okay, sure. If that's how you want to roll. That is how exactly how I want to roll. Okay. Ben is known to love hot dogs. I can agree with that. It's well known. Yep, it's documented. This week, Joey Chestnut, the hot dog and bun-eating goat, is an overwhelming favorite to win his 16th mustard belt overall and eighth in a row at the Nathan's Hot Dog Contest in Coney Island, Brooklyn. The over-under on the number of hot dogs and buns eaten by Chestnut is 72 and a half in 10 minutes. Now, before I finish this question off, I will confirm that Joey did, in fact, win. I know. I happened to look that up, too. And he had 62. 62. So 62. a lot of people lost a lot of money. Yeah, I wonder how much money is dropped in Vegas on Joey Chestnut. The question is, do you think this guy actually likes to eat hot dogs? First of all, uh, Brian, I, I thank you for your email. I appreciate the level of detail he went into setting that question up. Uh, that's great. But yeah, 60, 62 hot dogs in 10 minutes. And they dunk them in water, right? To get that bread all disgustingly soaked. Uh, I think you have to... You'd have to like hot dogs, right? If it was something repulsive, like regardless of how well you eat them, you can't hate them. False. I think he hates them. You think so? I think competitive eaters don't, you know, I mean, when they're doing their competitive eating, they're not looking at it as Tasting? food. Like I watched. The... This guy's won eight years in a row. He's won, what, 13 times? 16. Okay. So think about just the volume. He's got to not hate hot dogs just to put that many in his body i don't know it's about the fame the fortune the groupies all of it joey chestnut is getting laid because my god (laughs) competitive eating is like it's a big deal yeah i i watched i watched miki sudo the female winner of the contest it's her ninth time winning i know and i watched her eat a hot dog did you and i can tell you she didn't like eating that hot dog just did you masturbate to that no, it was really? not. It's not that way of a, a hot dog. She doesn't just inhale them whole. She pretty much does. The so dip in water, gross. shove it in, and uh, then drink that same water you dipped it in to wash it down. I'm like, oh, mamma mia! So gross. Um, okay, but think about this. Here's what I was thinking today. So he ate what was it? Sixty two. It wasn't his. It wasn't his best. His best was sixty four. I think ever. The over under was seventy two and a half. I would think his That's best would have had to been approaching ninety. No, it's not. He's never, he's never, he's never gotten over 70, I don't think. Well, so I'm starting to question where Brian got his odds from. So last year he won and he ate 60, I think around, I don't know, 60 something. But in the middle of eating them, he choked a guy out. A protester came up. Oh, I did see that. A protester came up beside him with a sign. I don't know what he was protesting. He had a Darth Vader mask on. And Joey Chestnut, hot dog in hand, just fucking grabbed the guy's throat until security showed up. Then kept inhaling hot dogs, and he still won. Have you ever tried to eat anything within a like a contest setting, like a giant steak in under an hour or anything like that? No, I I don't. I like I like, I enjoy my food. I don't. It's not a race. Like I think you're maybe the slowest eater I've ever known. Hasn't stopped me from wanting to attempt a couple of those. I told you about my five-pound burrito that I tried to eat, Taco Del Mar, in City Plaza, by myself. I had one hour to eat a five-pound burrito. This is the saddest, saddest possible scenario. You buy yourself eating a five-pound burrito for a con, like for what? You win, you don't pay for it? I would have got free Taco Del Mar for, for like three months or something, which would have been worth it because I was going there a lot. <laughs> but... It was so much rice, and I want to say it was like 12 or 16 large tortilla shells for them to be able to make it. It was it was disgusting. So all carbs. It was all rice, all yeah, a shells. A burrito doesn't lend itself to, uh, to, to like speed eating. 
it would have been fine if it was like a good burrito, like a good ratio of toppings, yeah, and flavor. But it was just like I was eating a a rice and bean. It's it's terrible. Okay, Joey Chestnut. I think uh, he likes hot dogs. I say no way, no no chance in hell. It'd be hilarious if you like you said a family hot like a barbecue and someone hands him one hot dog. Like, what does that mean to him? Like, <clears throat> that's it. He'd probably be pissed off. He'd be like, uh, "You hear about the guy in um, this is bug spray? You're hearing if you're hearing that spray sound. The guy in Jamaica that died this week from the UK. No. So it's not. It's sort of related to overindulging, let's say. But okay. he started drinking beer in the morning at this all inclusive resort in Jamaica. Jamaica ran into these two women from Canada who said they were working their way through 21 cocktails on the menu, trying to drink all 21. Mm-hmm. This man got through 12, then wound up dying. He died from 12 drinks? Uh, he was already drinking before, but then uh, there's no context of how quickly he got through those cocktails. or He just died? Like alcohol, alcohol. overdose? Yeah, pretty much. What a pussy. That's what I said, 12 <laughs> drinks? <laughs> Uh, okay, before we move on from Joey Chestnut, I just want to think uh, they say that a hot dog takes 36 minutes off your life every time you eat one. Imagine like Joey Chestnut should be fucking dead. He took like what 35 hours off his life yesterday. Maybe he was originally destined to live like 150 years. Yeah, that's the only way he's going. Maybe okay. I'm gonna read another one. Uh, this is from oh, it's a it's a name tied to their message hey ben and chris i think most people would agree that tom hanks is a really nice guy i agree i mean i, I don't know tom yeah well. <laughs> See, that's, that's, that's my initial true. response yeah. i'm like how do you know it's also clear that his son it says all in but i'm guessing colin because i know colin hanks it's also clear that his son colin is basically a carbon copy of him and so i assume he is also very nice makes sense then why is tom hanks other son chet such a piece of shit signed hanks for nothing First of all, Tom <laughs> Hanks has another son beyond Colin and Chet. Don't complicate things. And a daughter. And based on looking at them, I assume they're nice also. Because <laughs> I'm going to make those assumptions. I mean, if you watch Life in Pieces, Colin Hanks is an everyman, just like his father. Uh, yeah, Chet. Uh, yeah, okay, so Chet, uh, you mentioned Chet Hanks before the show because you read this. You got way deeper into his like catalog of fuckery. I only knew him for saying like, it's going to be a white boy summer. <laughs> and I just looked at him and it's like, he just looks like the biggest douchebag in the world, but apparently he's much worse than just saying that. Well, he did a Jamaican accent one time, one time that got him just crucified on social media, which uh, yeah. I don't know. It's a fun accent to do. I won't do it <laughs> for the live audience. You and Rob, Rob Ford and Chet Hanks. Oh, I have Rob Ford on the old, uh, Probably in one of my drunken stupors. I don't. I don't have him doing the patois though. Um, so there was the Jamaican accent. He has a well chronicled cocaine addiction. That checks. That He's tracks. got a beef with Eric Andre, the comedian, who called him out of control and uh, something else like that. Uh, okay. Well, here's the answer. Uh, he's a piece of shit because his name is Chet. <laughs> <laughs> his original name was Chester. Is it just Chet the short form for Chester? I don't know. I guess that makes sense. I don't. I think if you're named Chet, you've got a chip on your shoulder. Like well, that's an asshole name. I, yeah. I mean, except Chet Baker, but that's. Uh, I don't know. He got all his teeth smashed in and had to learn to play the trumpet all over again. So that's a rough go for him. But uh, other Chets, I think uh, it just sounds like a 
a douchebag name. I'm going to take this to a slightly more personal bent for you. Yeah. So Chet is uh, the son of Tom Hanks and his wife, Rita Wilson, who I thought was his only wife. He's got like six wives. I'm just kidding. I think he just has the two, but he had two kids from his first wife. And then he had Chet and another son from the second wife, Rita Wilson. Um, And he also claims he has no male role models. So Chet. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. You know, saw so, this Tom Hanks. I, I mean, I could not have a real male role model and just watch Tom Hanks's movies and feel like he's my dad. I know, but just not trying hard enough. Don't you think it is the problem with the question initially for me is that people seem to think they know celebrities based on roles yeah, they play totally. or quick sound bites when, you know, a lot of them for sure are, are total assholes. And I think a lot of them could come across as assholes, but actually could be super cool and nice. I agree with you 100%, except for Tom Hanks. My personal bent is... <laughs> I think Tom Hanks is a nice guy, probably. As the older son of... A second franchise. Of a second franchise. Uh-huh. Um, why are you such a dick when Bruce was so cool? Oh, yeah, like... I, think, I think your facts... <laughs> you need to check your facts. Uh, I think it's because my real name is Chet. That's fair, I guess. You got all those <laughs> tattoos all over your neck and... Yeah. Um. Uh, but okay, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, that's, uh, I think Chad's got a chip on his shoulder. He's obviously been neglected by his dad, it sounds like. And uh, Colin's the, the golden boy. Colin has been in another Fargo reference. Cargo, Colin Hanks was in a Fargo season. He was excellent. And uh, enjoy the Life in Pieces program as well. You know, when Colin Hanks showed up in a cameo in uh, a movie I watched last night with my family, Vacation. Uh-huh. Redux uh, Rusty from National Lampoon's Vacations Grown Up, played by Ed Helms. Oh, yeah, yeah. Can you I, watch that? Well, I watched it with the kids. I thought, this looks funny. And then I didn't realize it was rated R. Oh, yeah. And at one point, one point it's like Chris Hemsworth's got a giant prosthetic dick that he's showing off. And <laughs> I'm like, and my my one of my daughters was saying, why are there two? And my wife's saying, there's not two. It's just one kind of gigantic dick. <laughs> <laughs> is that bigger than dad's I'm like, God, oh my what god what <laughs> what did i put yes. on this television? i don't need here? to see it i know the answer yes um yeah so colin hanks was in that oh cool 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 uh okay so i think we answered hanks for nothing um side note i think when when he wants to i think tom hanks is gonna just play the best villain and he's gonna win an oscar He's already done that. Road to Perdition? Still, yeah. Still kind of, an, I don't know. He's still kind of rooted for him. He was never, then, he was still on villain. Yeah, he was on full evil. Okay, next question. Okay, we got this one from Instagram in the DMs today from someone named JRD. What do you think that stands for? Uh, Jeremy Roenick's dad. It was, you got it. It's JR's dad. He said, uh, what beer will you always say no to? I have an answer for this. Do you? I do. Mine is Molson Canadian. I fucking hate Molson Canadian. I don't know what it is about that beer. Uh, like if we play slow pitch, what we drink, I drink Miller Light. I'll drink Miller High Life. You know, uh, when you go places that don't have good beer and you want a beer, you you know, you suck it up and you drink a macro beer. We we don't love it, but it happens. If the only thing being served was Molson Canadian, I would have water. There's just something so gross to me about that beer. I remember a guy, uh, I was hungover. He got on the bus in front of me and he smelled so bad. Like, you know, that like hungover alcoholic sweat smell. And I'm like, this guy smells like fucking Molson Canadian. That was exactly what I thought in my head. And he 
immediately pulled out a can of Molson Canadian on the bus and started drinking. And I was like, I know it. I I know that smell and I hate that beer. You remember my, uh, my roommate from university, Colin, he and his buddies did a blind, like Pepsi Coke challenge, uh, at a party with Molson Canadian and old English. Yeah. And it was like a, it was like nobody could tell the difference is 50 percent correct it was a completely random test basically yeah it's like i mean most macro beer tries to taste like nothing so it's not really offensive the the people that own them it tastes better than oe yeah for sure but most in canadian there's like a like a damp asshole smell of it i just i don't know what the fuck it is i hate it Hmm. what's your answer (laughs) what's your always what's your never say yes to or wait (sighs) always say no i would always say yes to a free beer even if it was whatever your no beer is? Yeah, even if it was mostly Canadian. My no beer is a little snobby craft beer one. It's uh, any IPA that I see in the LCBO that is over six months old. Oh, yeah, that's fair. I mean, six months, yeah. Even if it's a beer I absolutely love, I just don't trust that it's not going to have turned into that kind of old IPA that I get sometimes with american ipas when i get excited and grab a six-pack when i'm somewhere in the states and right and then i realized this was probably canned like at least a year ago because there's a thick layer of dust on it in this random liquor store in northern michigan yeah i've done that too i got founders i I took shit for buying founders too because founders they're not good people but i bought founders beer and it was a year old when i got home and i got it out of the box like yikes was it good no no it was not I think Tweety, who was our guest on our last show, would be proud of you for that answer. Have you been watching? I think he just did something about, like, don't age your IPAs. Oh, did you continue to watch his reels on the toilet like you promised him you would? <laughs> I did. I never promised him that. Yeah. My words are being misconstrued. No, that's the impression I got. I just generally didn't disagree with you when you suggested that I was watching his videos on the toilet. <laughs> okay, so my answer is Molson Canadian. Yours is... Old IPAs. Old IPAs. I would drink an old IPA over a Molson Canadian in a heartbeat. You rarely drink new IPAs now. I've got two octopus in front of me. I'm going to drink before the night is out. I'm over. I told you I've aged out. I'm I'm more evolved than you in my flavor profile. We, we talked about this last week. We did. <laughs> You're so fucking. I'm cool. not really saying that. Um, this next one comes from our friend Barry. Uh, he was on the show in our sales reps confessionals episode. Mm-hmm. Um, Barry was with Indiel House. Now he's with our our friends over at Left Field Brewery, who were also on that episode. Um, Barry asked a question that I don't understand. <laughs> he says, "Where can I find Buck Tucker's bathtub brew?" And I googled this. I still don't know what he's talking about. Okay, well, I do. Barry is one of the people who messaged me that he's working his way through our back catalog, which is awesome. Uh, he's sending me random references from three years of the show. One of them is uh. Uh, if you're new to the show, we haven't done it in season three, but we had uh, we've had improv comedians on and they basically make up the interview on the spot. I basically say, do something related to beer. They give me a little hint about where they're going before it starts. And then they go on a tangent. So one of them was a talented, and hilarious guy named Josh Murray, who used to be a producer on the comedy show that uh, that I hosted in Toronto. Anyway, Josh <laughs> did an entirely fictionalized interview pretending he was a character named Buck Tucker who was making beer in his bathtub. And it was very funny. Uh, I'll find what episode number that was, but uh, Barry was giving a shout out to an old episode of this show. There's no Buck Tucker bathtub beer. Okay. I think I missed that show, but we did take a two year break. So uh... yeah, you weren't there. I feel like you missed most of the 
improv comedy ones. I think I missed all of them. I listened to them after the fact, but I wasn't on for any of them. Yeah. Okay, so I'll find Buck Tucker while while you're reading the next question. Do you need some light? It's getting I don't, dark. No, no, I, I have excellent eyes. Um, all right. <laughs> they're not as nice as uh, as Matt's hands from last week, but they're pretty nice. Weird. It's uh, your first time at a brewery. Okay. Would you rather? These are a couple would you rather. So I think they're grouped together. I think there's multiples from anyway. Go yeah. ahead. Well, these are from uh, our friend Kayla. Would you rather order a flight of beer or just a pint of whatever sounds good? Uh, I, uh, you go, you go first. I know where you're going to answer this one. <laughs> I know. It's like... I'm going to say that I would go with a pint. I have ordered flights before. If I'm, if I, uh, want to decide what it is, I'm going to have a pint of occasionally, if I'm going to be there for a long stay. Yeah. But otherwise I would go pint and I would work my way from the lowest test beer to the highest test beer, depending on how much time and ability I had to drink without having to drive after the fact. So I usually start with a light lager, work my way up to maybe an extra pale ale into the IPA. And I get it. I get it. I get it. Well, you know, you know, different <laughs> types of beer. Hmm. You were just bragging about your palate. I was trying to educate you. No, that bit. is a, that's a textbook way you should do it. That is how you should get into a brewery. I think I, I, uh, I've been on record, maybe not on the show, probably, but definitely on my blog about the, I appreciate beer in a full pint size. I think you need to drink a whole beer to to, to appreciate it. You don't get anything out of a, a sample size glass. So I, w- I am much more prone to say, what's your best beer? What's fresh? What should I try? And enjoy a pint of that. Because A, you're getting a little bit of like, okay, what's this person going to recommend? And then like a beer evolves. Like the first couple sips are not the same as the last. I need to enjoy the full pint. So you don't get any of that from a little shot glass of beer. So I'm I'm anti-flight. And I'm pro pint. I think that palate adjustment piece is actually pretty critical. Like, uh, I, I'll mix up whatever, whatever I'm drinking sometimes, whiskey or wine or beer or whatever. And uh, when you make that switch from something as a big change, it's it's really, I don't know, the difference in flavor can be so much. And then you're two, three sips in and all of a sudden it feels a little better. Yeah. But I, I will say if I'm in like a beer sampling mode, I like to split pints. Like open up a can of something and and do half pint each. Yeah. Open up something else fresh and that way you get to try as much. Like if you're having something like a double IPA, maybe a full pint might be a little more than you signed up for. Yeah. That's, nope, that's it. That's it. That's <laughs> you sound like you're going somewhere. That was the whole end of my thought. So I would say sometimes that's not that's bigger than a flight glass. A half pint would be bigger than a flight gas. Yeah. So you get over that kind of initial change, but um you get a bit more of it okay 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 i stand by full pints full pints for life um this is the same email from kayla uh would you rather go to a brewery with a kitchen or one with rotating food trucks uh well okay i okay so i i get the food truck thing i like variety i appreciate that uh, they're supporting other small businesses and uh that said, I really like it when the concept, yeah, nice. When the concept is cohesive, like when somebody's really got their food, I don't want to say program because that's douchey, but their food program and their beer program dialed in and they're aligned. I think 
I said this on another show, but I think London really needs a good brew pub because I think there's nothing better when you have a fantastic meal and a fantastic beer that were made under the same roof. So like, you know, the street taco you get from the food truck may be awesome. But I think if you're in a place where there's amazing beer that was just made and the kitchen is amazing and the two were like not, you know, conceived of in in a vacuum, that's all part of the same, you know, vibe. It's fantastic. A shout out to Indie Ale House. I think they do that really well. Uh, underrated uh, food menu for sure there. Underrated beer menu too. They're low key. Like I don't think they get a lot of love and they make good beer. Uh, Bellwoods, obviously. I mean, they don't need any love. Their, their brew pub is fucking awesome. Their, their beer is great. But like when you're in a place and you're like, this food is made right fucking there. And this beer was made right fucking there. It's wonderful. So food trucks are great. But like I like them at, uh, you know, the school fair. Maybe not the brewery. Yeah, I would agree 100% with you. Um, I like the idea of uh, a bit of a rotating menu, something that can be a little experimental, gastropub styles. And, um, you know, Milos isn't a brew pub because they don't brew on site. But yeah. I do like that the menu changes. It has some staples, but a lot of it changes. And I'm actually, I'll be going to Barry this thursday night and we'll be at a brew pub there uh going to red line with my cousin oh yeah um and i've been there before and the food's pretty good there and and i've never heard i mean not to say it's not but it's not good i've never heard about their food i know that i know that beers to be well made that's a cool space too really cool space nice well there you go kayla thank you kayla for the would you rathers uh hamilton what other podcasts what other beer podcast? Beer podcast, excuse me. Would you recommend? That's John from uh, The Hammer. John from Hamilton. Uh, I will confess to not really listening to uh, beer podcasts. <laughs> I'm going to say Chris Schreier's. I mean, that was the one that I do. That but is the... I also will have the same confession as you. <laughs> uh, I know that uh, Jordan St. John and Robin LeBlanc had a podcast. I think they've, they're on hiatus. Uh, I think the, you know, life, uh, I'm not really sure. For, for whatever reason, it's petered out. They're very knowledgeable about beer. Uh, not to say it's not a good podcast, but I, I, I've never really listened to it. I, uh, I obviously love people that listen to beer podcasts. They're my favorite people in the world. But I don't, I don't personally have much time for podcasts. And when I do, I tend to put on uh, comedy ones. The, that said, I, uh, I will sometimes see that Chris Schreier is recording his live on Instagram and be like doom scrolling in my kitchen when the kids are asleep. And I can be like, it'll literally give me an alert. Like Chris is doing his thing right now. And I just have to click it and I can watch. And I actually really like to troll his live Instagram feed of his podcast. Cause I'm usually one of two listeners <laughs> and he like, he'll like, he, no, 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 most people listen to it like recorded. They don't go live. So like, I'll throw random questions at him and you could see him get like a little bit like flustered because he's like, Oh, Ben's saying something. And then he'll read it and be <laughs> like, I'm interrupting his flow. So I do enjoy doing that. But uh, yeah, I don't know. There's a, there's another podcast <clears throat> called beer and other shit, uh, which I kind of forget about. I know. Right. <laughs> well, they, they were way before us. They've got, a lot of followers but i forget about them because uh early on i took offense to some things that they said and they fully blocked me on all channels so they're not even on my radar anymore every once in a while they'll pop up because like you know they'll be at a brewery and the brewery will share something and i'll be like oh yes there's this other podcast and where are they based i think hamilton as well i don't know the one guy is uh oh shit australian or english uh i i don't know 
they're very popular. So I, you I, took I, offense to Chet Hanks' Jamaican accent, but you can't tell the difference between. Well, I don't English listen. I know he's Australian. <laughs> I'd right. have to go back and I'd have to go back and listen to him. He's also a rapper. I, I do know they His have. Name is Chet Hanks. <laughs> Beer and other shit is the Chet Hanks of podcasts. Chet's uh, <laughs> fired. Well, the, no, no. They, I know. That, I do know their theme song because it was really catchy. Because the one guy is a rapper, and their theme song is like, "I'm a brewhead. Are you a brewhead? I'm a white boy summer." <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, that's another podcast I'm aware of. I don't know where we're going with this, but uh, yeah, I don't. I can't see it because they they blocked me on stuff. I they came out of the gate kind of like with an offensive vibe, and I was like, "Yay!" Yeah, like you're picking on people and being a dick, and then they just blocked me everywhere. So I never bothered to tune back in. But it seems like they. Uh, They've been to a ton of breweries, and from when I do see them, it seems like they're doing stuff to uh, to uh, expand on the conversation about diversity in craft beer, which I obviously support. So, I don't know. I'm giving a long, terrible shout out to beer and other shit because I don't Apparently. know. It. I don't know it, and I we just shit on it a little bit. If I had uh, to be completely transparent, I would say my favorite beer podcast to listen to is Beer and Bullshit, uh, and I don't aim to listen to it yeah. often. Because I don't really want to hear myself talking right. to my friend when I was just there like two days ago. But, right. Uh, I am a subscriber, so sometimes my other podcasts will play and it will come on automatically, and I don't have my phone, and I'll catch myself listening and being like, "God, people listen to this." I usually listen to the first half just to make sure everything was cool, even though I listened to the edit and I listened to the posting. <laughs> Worse for you. I know. I fucking hate it listening to my own voice. Uh, there's got to be other beer podcasts out there. I would be open to recommendations. I guess John and Hamilton, if there's other good ones out there uh i'd like to expand the outreach to some to more global of our podcast? podcasts okay. there could be cool i'm sure there could be cool beer podcasts from other countries but is a beer podcast like a beer you should enjoy things that are intensely local i don't know well, maybe but i wouldn't mind listening podcast? to uh someone talk about the local beer in south belgium okay well that that was your answer john uh we don't recommend any other podcasts. Just listen to this. Just one listen to this one and try to find something and sell. Delete Belgium. all the other podcasts related to beer off your podcast app and listen to this one. We got one. We got a would you rather, and then we got a long email. So you throw the would you rather here. Uh, who would you rather have a beer with, LeBron James or The Rock? I and that comes from Tim. <laughs> Tim. Uh, this feels like a question that your brother might ask. I but... don't think my brother listens to the show, but maybe. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> This question made me think. I wish they had maybe put some more interesting people in a, <laughs> it's a weird list. It's a weird choice. Um, somebody who likes large men. Uh, <laughs> maybe this is Brandon. This is Brandon Smith hiding as Tim. Um, I uh, I would say LeBron James. Uh, for me, um, not that The Rock hasn't had an interesting life, but I. Previous question about podcasts. I, I generally listen to a lot of NBA podcasts. Uh, I'm a big NBA fan, and LeBron has just had a, an incredible career. And we know LeBron. I was going to say why he's good. No, no. I'd like to ask him a whole bunch of questions and then just hear him lie with his answers. He's, why would he lie? He's a notorious liar for stuff where, like, in lying in retrospect, it's like... Um, like he's big upping his stats like no it'd be like well alex caruso is having a great season this year you know when did you know that he was good well you know i watched alex back when he was playing high school ball and uh you know i knew he was special i'm like no you didn't this is an undrafted guy there's no fucking way you saw him so he's no so, well okay known. i have a similar answer because you want to call lebron out on his shit no i know i i 
I would like to ask him questions and over a beer. I don't I hate LeBron. No, I don't, you can't hate him. He's so well, lots of people hate LeBron. I know they're just jealous. Leon hates LeBron. Really? Like big time. What's to hate? He does tons of charitable work, and he's arguably the greatest basketball player of all time. And he's been had a very well well managed career to not have any problems or scandals or anything like that. Like his biggest thing is that he that he says these retrospective. So like, it's clearly annoying that he's a good person, or that he's careful with his image. Like he needs an MJ gambling habit or something to be per- normal. I think Leon's beef is that he, you know, he's so falsely humble about stuff, or like the arrogance comes across in a, you know, like a weird way, uh, and it is kind of irritating. But I have no, I have no. I, so for I have similar, similar. Okay, this is maybe unpopular, but I think I've, sim- I think similar things about The Rock. I mean, The Rock is like the most charming guy on the planet. Maybe like he's like who doesn't love The Rock, but like. I feel like people are neglecting the fact that he clearly has a massive ego, like the amount of shit that he posts, like the selfies he posts, the the, the like self promotion, like the rock was amazing as a wrestler. Cause he was such a dick. He was like pure ego. That was his thing. He was so funny at being an asshole. Now he's just like, Oh, much loved. Everyone's like love. Like it's all like, like, dude, I know you're a dick. Be a dick. Like be a little bit of a dick. I hate that the rock has turned into like this, like, nice guy every man like he was fucking hilarious as a semi-villain and i think he could have been an amazing like action star if he went like schwarzenegger right like schwarzenegger was kind of an asshole like in his movies he wasn't like just like always the good guy he wasn't like always see i mean i think the rock has tried to follow the script of now, schwarzenegger the but rock the later the, the rock... later part of of schwarzenegger's career like the Rock you is know, the most bankable star. Lies and like the action comedy, like that's all the Rock's movies. Yeah, but yeah, The Rock is the most bankable action star of all time, and he's never made a good movie. I don't know about that, one hundred percent, he's the he's the most. You look at his box office; it's the best. Have biggest. you adjusted for inflation? Yeah, I did it. I did all the math. I adjusted for inflation. I did. I I changed the currencies. Are you the, counting the Scorpion King? That was a Brendan Fraser vehicle. The Rock was Pierce. You bring the Rock in and see, and like in the third installment of a movie to help a movie out, but he doesn't. He hasn't actually made a good movie. Like Be Cool was good, but like he doesn't. His movies are like you watch them because the Rock's in them, but they suck. And he surrounds himself with the same people every movie, and that's why he's never made a great movie. If he made, if The Rock made Commando or something like that, where he's like a fucking badass, it would be so good. That he, would be good. He's never gone like full Schwarzenegger. He's always made like cheesy, like what was a movie that like it was about a fucking earthquake? It's so who gives a fuck? Oh, San Andreas, right? It's a classic. <laughs> The Rock could be amazing. So anyway, I would have a beer with The Rock and be like, I just smack him in the face and be like, come on. I know there's a guy in there who wants to be kind of a dick and like, stop being like, st- stick with your team because they steer you into stupid movies where you're like the tooth fairy and shit. Well, you might get your wish actually because he's he seems to be a little down in Hollywood right now where um, I think his was- ego is getting in the way of things. And, you know, he clearly has taken a sort of, will smith style approach to his movie selections where i'm like i don't want to take anything that's going to make anyone think bad of me and like it's a very carefully curated selection of safe movies well black adam clearly sucked and bombed so that's going to hurt him and and he was like well the fans loved it and like well the critics fucking think it's a 12 and i don't think the fans loved it either it was mediocre at best yeah 
The Rock could be so good. Just find, like ditch your whole team and find like whoever like what's, what's like Michael Mann is that his name? Like for, yeah, just bad make, boys. Just make a shitty action movie from the eighties and it would be fucking amazing. So that's what I would talk to The Rock about. LeBron, I'd be like, mm. "You're good at basketball. Nice to meet you. Goodbye." I don't have much to say to LeBron James. Okay. Okay. Okay then. We answered that one. Okay, the next one I'm gonna skim because it's a. Uh, it's really just nice to read it, but uh, this guy. Ben, you sound so good looking on the radio. Yeah, I didn't write this at all. Well, it sounds like you have a big penis when you talk on your talk show. Brian. Okay, Brian. Uh, Brian says, I recently heard your promo on 98.1. Yeah, it's working. <laughs> uh, and started listening to your podcast because of it. I'm working through your back catalog. That back catalog is hot right now. I'm telling you, it's lightning. So hot. Apparently our new shit ain't so good. Well, Buck Tucker was episode five. I just confirmed it. Okay. Barry, Barry went way back, 45 episodes back. Anyway, he's working through the back catalog, but he finds the show great in talking to brewers and helping to open up about what goes on behind the scenes of the breweries as well as the industry. I recently completed a PhD. Look at his life story here. Uh, in history at Western University, purple and proud. Shout out to my Mustangs. While my research was not on the history of beer, it is one of the topics that I've done a lot of work on and continue to pursue when I can. Okay, blah, blah, blah. Thanks, Brian. Uh, I wish you the best of luck in your future shows, and I look forward to hearing what, who you will have in the future. Literally, just saying nice things. So, well, you cut out the whole part where he's clearly angling to come on and do a history of beer. Yeah, but nobody wants that. to hear that. <laughs> That's why you cut it out. Okay. No, he okay. Well, so, I'm Brian, the nice shit, Brian. I'm Brian used to work it. at Black Creek Historic Brewery in in Toronto, and for those who don't know, that's like the uh, the Pioneer Village. Is that even appropriate to say anymore? Pioneer. That's what we call the Pioneer Village in London. That's what we call it. Okay. Uh, Anyway, there's one in in Toronto called Black Creek, and uh, there's a brewery there that did stuff the old school way. So uh, Brian used to work there. He did research on the history of beer and brewing in Canada. He wants to chat sometime. But anyway, I just thought it was nice to get uh, a little love from a fan. And uh, note that our our promos on the radio are working. Hooray. Hooray for terrestrial radio. Okay, let's do two more of these. What do we have for time? We're almost at an hour. Let's let's do two more and then get out of here. Start jumping that pool. You want to do that? I would do that for sure. And and then we'll call Brian and... Yeah, we'll come over and talk about historic beer. Making. Talk about how thanks the for calling me out. Creative for beer. Skipping at his like I, middle portion. I just thought that that was a little harsh. You just read all the nice stuff there, and well, that seemed like a personal message to me for man. someone who's shamelessly asking Steam Whistle for free beer to sponsor the show earlier in the show. No, and no, he's just trying to shamelessly get on to the podcast. For free come beer. On. Remember, we used to get beer, and then the. Folks at Great Lakes Brewery figured out that you're going to mention it anyway, so they don't send it. Well, tonight I'm drinking Square Brew, and no, I'm actually drinking Great Lakes right now. <laughs> GLB, a place to be. Is that their thing? No. That's good. They should pay you, man. Fucking Troy, open up your wallet and pay Chris Pellerin already. Okay, go. What's that? What, you want to do this one? Uh, Chris Schreier. I think we, we're going to mention Chris Schreier in every show now. Let's just make it a streak. It's try time. Uh, Chris is asking about the worst hangover story, and I actually ran this one past my wife at dinner, and and she gave me the Your- answer that I think, which is I'm generally not that I don't I don't suffer from bad hangovers. That's a sign of alcoholism. No, it's a more a sign of for me with hangovers. I I think that hangovers are a mental game. If you don't succumb to the hangover, I think if you, you don't admit you're hungover. No, I, I, think I never you... sleep in on my hangovers, except for this weekend. 
but if you don't succumb to the hangover and like so when i when i had my kids and uh my parents would come down to watch them occasionally when they were really little i'd go out with my wife and we'd have a night out like we did when we were younger and inevitably she would wind up just getting, vomiting just every time she had like a streak Your wife like, is very famous for vomiting she had like a streak of six in a row visits with my parents where she wound up throwing up and um and then the next day she's just like done the yeah. whole day done i got all so many great pictures of the kids climbing on her as babies and they're like leave mommy alone i'm like no 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 leave her alone in a couple minutes so when i finish taking the photos <laughs> so for me like i i i try not to succumb to feeling sorry for myself in a hangover that pity train it's can go pity yes it is it's self-pitying pathetic so you don't get the fear do you ever get the fear it's like this anxiety that like everything you've done anxiety yeah um, the irish call it the fear like the next day when you're like oh god i'm a shitty person i did terrible things last night it's like full-on not since i was younger when i was younger yes my strategy was to sleep until i wasn't hung over anymore right and then i'm like oh god what did i do last night okay well i do have a worse hangover i do have one but go ahead (laughs) i don't know if i told this on the show already but i'm gonna get into it again but when uh my brother was living in montreal leon and i took the train down to see him and uh we did an airbnb and basically we just were there to party i think we did two nights we did two nights but we did uh we just ate bread and cheese and meat and went to multiple breweries and it was like the least healthy two days ever and we smoked cigarettes and it was fucking amazing but then on the train home i was rotten hungover like i barely i got down like a cup of coffee from the airbnb before i had to get on the train and then i was on the train and you know those like four seaters when you have like you can see the person you're with like there's a couple between us on a, two couples on a four seater behind us that had clearly had like a really nice fun boomers weekend in Montreal and they were like that was so good and they're right behind us and I'm just like fucking dying I'm, I'm, I'm like a like a living asshole and I just started vomiting like every twenty minutes so there's my seat the four pack and the toilet like they're beside the toilet <laughs> and the first time i get up they kind of look at me like oh this guy's a little worse for wear and then i'm in the bathroom and they can hear me i'm just like <laughs> like everywhere on a busy train like vomit is going everywhere <laughs> and i come out and they're just looking at me and like as the trip went on they just like stopped having their pleasant conversation and they're just like this is awful they're just <laughs> so every 20 minutes i i puked on this train so hard that I had the blood vessels in my eyes and my eye sockets were blown. It was the worst hangover. It was the whole train ride back Montreal to Toronto. Uh, apologies to that couple. <laughs> definitely, I definitely was the cherry on top of their nice weekend, but that was the, the worst hangover I've had, I had in recent memory. So mine, I don't have, I don't have any really bad ones in recent memory. And I would say that in my life, I've only ever thrown up the day after drinking two times maybe three that sounds like a nice stat but people need to also know that you threw up every time you drank for like 15 years oh absolutely not <laughs> yes, I, I drank did. a lot so the times that i threw up were more like one in every five nights out but it was still but you also notoriously never made it to a toilet i think that's what made the emphasis oh that's fine i threw up lots whilst drinking well everyone was very aware of your vomiting because it never happened in a toilet i think it's made it seem like a thing you did every weekend it was in my in my yearbook quote was it? Yeah. Puking anywhere and everywhere, but never once in the toilet. Yeah. I started fair. to wear it as a badge of honor at some point. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to know yourself. But 
my worst hangover was the first time i ever got drunk um oh yeah mine too actually that was way worse and so i had had drinks before but i was a young young into the drinking game a little bit uh up uh, at the the cottage with my cousins and other people and my parents insisting that i should learn to drink at a young age um but we had a night where we had stolen you know the regular stuff you do when you're 13 14 years old you take your parents dram buoy and uh, dram buoy whatever else they won't touch and won't miss and then uh we wound up meeting up so my my two cousins and i we met up with a few girls from my cousin's high school that were babes. a year older and they're babes older mature babes nice uh and they said do you guys want to drink any of this it's uh it's way too strong for us when you're young things don't really taste that bad sometimes you can just yeah chug it whatever and yeah I mean, this is really good it's kind of you haven't been bitten sugar. by that dog yet you don't know who's gonna harm you and it was one of those old like white screw top little coolers that you would take to the beach yeah with an unknown liquid in there sounds great and i'm just hammering back 250 mil like glasses of it and i don't remember coming up from the beach and my cousins had to drag me up and then we gave the flashlight to the girls so it was pitch black it's like four flights of stairs that are those are deadly stairs deadly stairs uh i don't remember that at all and they got up to the cottage threw me inside i hit the coffee table on the way down had like a nice two or three inch gash on my shoulder fucked the shit out of you no no it's my cousins oh wow that's worse um and then uh i woke up in my bunk bed and so the story does go back a little ways woke up in my bunk bed the next morning (laughs) in my own urine vomit all over the top of the bunk bed the top of the bunk bed and my parents were gone so i freaked out and i and i just threw the stuff in the dryer because that's what you do when you're a little kid so you wait 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 lying in the bottom bunk you hit the top vomiting there's vomit everywhere oh my god it's actually a miracle i didn't die but (laughs) my parents got home at like two o'clock i'm still in bed and that was the worst that was like a full day and the next day it was still rough like and then you're like now that i've overcome this i'll drink for the next 40 years i'll never drink again the classic <laughs> line the first time anyone's hung over we should bad do, drink. we should someday recap all the many places you vomited because there's you've, you've hit some good spots so i'll just touch on one because there's one memorable oh. No, no, no. We were at, we were at a party at Leon's, uh, a house party, and there was like we were playing cards in a very crowded kitchen, and I, everyone could see that you needed to vomit. And for some reason, you picked up a paper LCBO bag, put it inside of a measuring cup, and then barfed into a measuring cup at the full table of people playing cards it was great it was what's what i don't the logic it was just like what why did you need the paper so i remember this time and uh, and the logic was i don't want to mess up judy's measuring cup so throw the lcb the paper bag will protect it (laughs) and the other piece of it is well i was playing cards i don't want to you don't want to disrupt the game no i I know that you punched over a toilet no i understand i understand why you didn't go anywhere because you never did that i would yeah, I got very good at spotting when it was about to happen and just be like, watch, 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 watch. He's going to ruin the party. Here he goes. Never ruined the party. Although I was voted best and worst male drunk of our graduating class. Wow, that's a keeper stat. Uh, let's do one more. Uh, we have, uh, his name is Nikolai on Instagram. And he's asked, uh, is craft beer too woke? Or are some breweries on the bandwagon to make a quick buck? So 
I don't like this question. <laughs> I mean, I take a little umbrage with the question as well. I'm like, yeah. I'm not sure how you're cashing in on being woke. Yeah. So, yeah. so first of all, I hate the word woke. It seems to mean anyone who's like has, you know, cares about other people's feelings. You're being derogatory. You're like you're woke. It's like, no, I just give a fuck about other humans. Well, being, what is what is woke? You can't be like it's just no one who says woke is a, uh, saying it in a nice way anymore it's become a thing that right-wing people say to be like you're so woke like no i just fucking give a fuck about people that are trans or that from a diverse background like it's like a negative term to mean like like what did they say uh what, like there was what fox news went off about a woke santa claus like no it was a black santa claus like oh the woke santa claus I'm like Jesus Christ, like just stop being <laughs> offended by people who care about other people. That's well, what woke means. Yeah, woke has certainly been co-opted by, by right-wing people in the United States as a as a negative term. And I don't particularly like cancel culture or people that are overly woke, like, oh, you did something wrong. You should never be able to exist for the rest of your life. But I'm not really sure how you monetize that. Well, that's the other thing. It's not a valuable place to be. I think you find that most people who are aggressively defensive of uh, the rights of uh, less fortunate people find themselves uh, <laughs> on the on the losing end of things. They're not like, yeah, I put up a pride flag, so now we're rolling in the dough. <laughs> so yeah. I, I don't like because the, the two options in this Nikolai's world are you're you're too woke. Or you're doing it to make money. Like, how about you just are a business that gives a fuck about humans? Like, how about a happy middle? You either like Nazis or you like transgendered people. There's no in between. I would agree with that. <laughs> I well, mean... I think when it comes to woke, like, I mean, there's an element of, yes, it's about treating people with respect and things like that. But there's also an element of the of woke culture where you're just it's it's a form of censorship. You can't say anything wrong. You step a single toe out of line and you're and people are waiting to destroy you with their faux online it's, outrage. It's destroyed. Name someone who's Jeez, been ruined. Been canceled for no, they time. haven't. They're all back. Everyone's doing fine. Louis C.K. is touring again. Everyone who's been canceled, quote unquote, canceled is just right. fine. But if you should, people should deserve second chances if they think about like Aziz Ansari. What about him? Okay, well, I, I, there's nuance to Aziz Ansari. I, I mean, if you listen to the actual, what actually happened, it sounded like every step of the way he was checking in with this chick and mean like, do you like this? Do you like this? And then she was like, after the fact wrote like a scathing thing about how creepy he was and he was like what the fuck like i i went back to his house and all of a sudden he like wanted to kiss me right so i mean it was weird and he can probably reads creepy but i don't think that's even remotely comparable louis ck literally like trapped women in a room and jerked off and now he's like touring about like how the left hates him like go fuck yourself there's also breweries the problem with that wokeness when it comes to sexual predators people that are, are no no that... I'm, I'm arguing that, that people don't really get canceled they all get a comeback there's no fucking canceled you look at all the breweries we know that there's breweries out there that have fucking what about jeffrey dahmer he got canceled <laughs> did he though he just he's <laughs> hot he he's did. hot as fuck right now though Is he's he... like even he got a comeback there's women who are like jeffrey dahmer was hot i'm like are you fucked he <laughs> ate fucking humans uh anyway uh what was the question I don't know. I, I, the are, are crap breweries too woke? Uh, no, they need to be more fucking quote woke. Like they're still awful generally. Like I mean, not all of them, but I mean, there's a culture that definitely does not stand up for and promote the rights of uh, oppressed people and and uh, I don't know marginalized folks. I think there's way more work to do. To just say that we've gone too far is stupid, and to say that people are doing it for money is 
beyond stupid. Yeah, I would agree with that point. I would also say, like, sorry, Nikolai, I appreciate your message, but like, it's pronounced Nikolai. 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 Um, I would say that you, I mean, if, if, if people truly want to care about people being too woke or people want to cancel people, here's the thought don't go don't don't go online with your outrage why don't you just you have your consumers you start and reflect podcast. your values start a podcast start a beer podcast with your friend and uh, you can do- i think just as your consumer just be discerning you know what if you have a company that has terrible values don't buy stuff from them if there's a company that you like buy stuff from them uh if you're a piece of shit that likes you know not not being accepting of well, it's tough. Else it's tough. I think I and I've heard this argument because I obviously am I'm very, my soapbox is tall and well known. But uh, there's companies I'll never support. Uh, fuck four forefathers forever. Uh, I watched a guy that founded that company hit a woman on video, and they haven't, uh, you know, stepped away from that guy. So I'll never drink their beer. But people will say things like, "Well, what are you going to Google every business before you go into it?" It's tough. It is like, how the fuck do you know until someone tells you? And then even then, you're like, "Well, I don't know. It's close by. I like the beer. Like you got to be. It's actually tough to stay vigilant." No, it's true. And if you look at any major corporation, they're they're supporting political entities and special rights groups at, at every turn. It's like, oh, yeah, look at us. We've got our pride flag up, and on our other hand, we're also you know, funding this arms dealer from Libya. And, uh, <laughs> right. You know, it's so. Well, look at Bud Light. They sent a can of beer to uh, Dylan Mulvaney to celebrate her 365 years of being a girl. And it exploded. And uh, she's facing death threats. And the trans community is like more marginalized than ever. And then they, they did nothing. They haven't contacted her ever again. They've never followed up. They just fucking left her high and dry. So it's all. And she's been trans for 365 years. Is that what I said? Yeah, she's also the oldest human. She's <laughs> the oldest trans human on earth. <laughs> Something to be said about it then. <laughs> All right. Uh I feel like we just opened like a huge can of worms we could talk about for another 50 episodes. Thanks, Nicolas. <laughs> Nicolas. Maybe he wanted to stir the pot. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. I apologize if I came off overly harsh reading your your message. But... Use your judgment out there, folks. <laughs> nobody's nobody's making money from uh, flying flags not... on their uh, on their yeah, Instagram it's page. It's not month. profitable to care about people. Sadly enough, it is hard work. There's lots of breweries that face discrimination because they care. So support them. Uh, thank you uh, for 50 episodes of. Uh, I think we're the most listened to podcast in Ontario. No, I don't know. We got nothing. I nay the world. The only, definitely the, the, I think we are the most popular podcast that hasn't blocked me. Can I say that? If that's true. <laughs> it probably is. Oh, the beer podcast in Ontario. Let's get very, very specific. Anyway, thank you for listening to 50 episodes. Thank you for your messages. Uh, if you want to yell at us, you can holler at beerandbullshit.ca. You can contact us on the website. Uh, I'll give you Chris's home address if you want to come by and stand on his porch and yell at him Never uh, in real life let's get in this pool before it's too late and the bats come out yeah thanks everyone and for those that are listening to the back catalog of episodes uh go back to some of our earlier listener mail see if you can spot the real ones and the ones that ben and i put in there <laughs> there wasn't as many listener responses in those earlier episodes <laughs> yeah hey that's uh you're giving shit away okay i'm gonna edit that out bye everyone good night yeah bye oh we have to say that Bye. The fade in and fade. And you raise the righteous kind. And you twitch
Because sometimes you just need to shoot the shit with a friend over a cold one. I'm local beer writer Ben Johnson, host of Beer and Bullshit, a podcast mostly dedicated to the stories and people behind the beer in your glass. Sometimes we dive in with professionals from across the beer industry. Sometimes we just skim the frothy surface, chatting with some of the funniest people in Canada about anything and everything. Whether you're new to craft beer or a seasoned alcohol enthusiast, you're going to want to tune in for authentic conversations about everyone's favorite beverage. Join me and co-host Chris Pellerin every week on London News Today or ClassicRock981.com for some beer and bullshit. It's time to grab the bull by the horns.